Mid-60s will be close to 70, windy and sunny Tuesday. This is KNSS, meteorologist Steve Hamilton. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. And as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Little small town titans. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. On Wichita's number one talk, don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. According to a new... Fairly Dickinson University poll, more Republicans, Trump supporters, and Hispanic Americans said they believe Christmas is under attack. A bunch of Grinches. Nearly four in ten Americans surveyed said politicians are trying to remove the religious elements of the Christian holiday that commemorates the birth of Jesus. Joining us now to discuss the importance of the season is Raymond Arroyo. He is an internationally known, award-winning journalist, producer, and New York Times best-selling author. You, of course, will recognize him as a Fox News contributor, co-host of Fox Nation's Laura and Raymond, and editorial advisor of Fox's top-rated The Ingram Angle. Raymond, thank you for joining us this evening. Delighted to be with you, John. Thanks for having me. You know, you tweeted about this just this week, Raymond, a statue of the Virgin Mary was defaced at a shrine yeah. in D.C. on Tuesday. The The Christmas tree outside Fox News studios earlier this week was torched with arsonist, some guy who'd had a laundry list of, of criminal charges against him. You know, obviously, these two crimes are unrelated. But is the message the same? Or are we seeing a resurgence of the war on, on Christmas here, Raymond? Well, look, I, I, my, you know, I, in that tweet, I said, you know, look, these these perps are unrelated. You know, the guy who defaced the Virgin Mary statue in D.C. and this homeless man who torched the tree at, at uh, you know, in front of Fox, they're unrelated. But the spirit driving them is the same. And um, there is something there is a shadow around Christmas. And, you know, people talk about the war on Christmas. And, you know, I my sense is. I had somebody ask me the other day, when did, when did this war on Christmas start? I said, well, I wrote a book called The Spider Who Saved Christmas. And in that book, in that picture book, it's the Holy Family on fleeing from Herod's soldiers who are trying to hunt down this child. So the war on Christmas started the minute worldly powers became aware that God became man or might have become man. And uh, that war has continued. But it's not a it's not a, a, a temporal war as much as it is a spiritual one. Yeah. And so there, there are signs that we see, you know, like these vandals and, and the, uh, you know, the growing secularization. You get, uh, you know, more reindeer and snowflakes than uh, nativity scenes. All of that is a reflection of the deeper war. But the war is internal. The war is spiritual, I think. And, um, and we don't often talk about that, that side of it, but it's important, certainly for our children and, and for the true meaning of this, this uh, uh, Advent season into Christmas. No, I think you're absolutely right. And it's also, I think, reflective of, of the culture, uh, of the political divide in this country. According to that poll, I mentioned 71% of those who say they voted for Trump in 2020 say there is a war on Christmas and culture compared with 14% of Biden supporters. 
And that right there, I mean, what does that say about the political divide in this country that, you know, half the country basically just doesn't even see a cultural war, a, a, a war on Christmas? They don't even see it. They don't view well, it. Well, you see, people see it in terms – I never look at it as a political divide. Though, look, I've covered politics for almost 30 years. Um, I look at this as a cultural divide because I, I live in New Orleans, and we're a place where we have a Democratic governor who's pro-life and pro-Second Amendment. Uh, the people here are, are, you know, traditionally Democrats who tend to vote Republican. But um, politics is the last thing we kind of entertain here in New Orleans. You know, first we lead with, you know, where did you go to school? What's your parish? Who's your mama? And are you going to the Mardi Gras parade this weekend? I mean, those are the things that, that, that fill their lives. And I worry that the country has become so politically obsessed where politics is the leader. The reason that poll is showing up the way it is is not because Republicans are opposed to Democrats and Democrats to Republicans. It's because you have a huge swath of Americans, 71 percent of those who voted for Trump, who feel culturally estranged and don't see their sensibilities, their values reflected in the pop culture. That's what that tells you. Yes. So the answer is not necessarily some political upheaval. The answer is we need a more fair distribution of uh, sensibilities and values in the media, in no, the media landscape, in music and TV and film. That's where that is coming from. And anybody who's watched TV, even passively, uh, is aware of this, that it's 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 becoming a narrower rather than broadcasting. So much of this is narrow casting. Uh, to the point where, you know, you've got Broadway doing plays almost exclusively for one infinitesimal little group of people and cutting off the vast majority of people that once were their bread and butter, the tourists. You're absolutely right, Raymond. And how how can you blame folks feeling, for lack of a better term, defensive at this time of year when you've got the government, the media and the left that seems to be waging war on for lack of a better well, term, traditional values. I'll, you know, as, as long as we're talking about faith, I'll, I'll go back to the to the the guy who made it all happen. Um, look, this is the coming of the Prince of Peace. God made man is what most Americans believe happened and happens anew every Christmas. Um, how did Jesus handle this? Well, he didn't come and become like Herod. He didn't come and adapt the tactics or the sensibilities or the stridency or the nastiness of Herod. I do worry that there are some, you know, albeit justifiably upset conservatives and traditional folks out there who think, well, to uh, engage and to be relevant, I'm going to match the tactics and the tenor of my opponents, those who hate me. That's a bad idea. So I'm not for, you know, this this let's go Brandon thing and the, the uh, you know, the, the taking Christmas cards with, you know, a, a battery of artillery and cannons. Uh, I don't know how that helps anybody, <laughs> frankly. Uh, the, you know, this is kind these are kind of uh, stunt plays that um, are something that really is was coined by other political parties and, and, and folks that I thought these people were opposed to, but now you see they may have a lot more in common. So I'm confused by some of what we're seeing. I, I write it off as kind of a of cultural desperation. They don't know what to do, but here's what you should do. Here, I'm going to offer a positive solution. First of all, you've got to tell your story. If you feel your faith is under attack and someone's trying to, and I do think there are those who are trying to leech spirituality and the true meaning of Christmas and, and faith from the marketplace. That's, there's no doubt that that's underway. But the answer is not to kind of get craven and nasty. The answer is tell that good story. Get a group together and go sing Christmas carols in the neighborhood. Go, uh, you know, uh, 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 do a reading group at the public library or, or to a group of senior citizens. Uh, put on a little pageant for them. Find positive ways this Christmas to spread the good, the true, the beautiful, and not uh, collapse into the ugly, the narrow, and the bitter. That is not going to advance the message that you claim to be carrying or, or wish were more prevalent. And so I think we all have to kind of take a deep breath and um, find ways to make a positive contribution today that actually advances the good rather than confirms a false narrative that others are trying to 
create for you. Wow. And I think that's what's happening. No, and I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, it's such a, a good message, especially at a time when I think you're right. I think there are forces that are trying to divide, trying to make it about uh, a war, for lack of a better term. You know, we've lost – I was talking with a friend the other day, and we, we recently mm-hmm. lost uh, Senator Bob Dole here in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yep. D- Dole was such a statesman. And he had the ability to reach across the aisle, and there was a a sense with him that you could still disagree without being disagreeable. And that no, no I I knew I knew Bob Dole, and okay, I interviewed so... him several times. And and uh, not only was he a statesman, he was winsome. Um, he always had a kind of twinkle in his eye. Now, look, he could he was he was a political combatant. Oh, sure, over his agenda, no doubt. But he did not do it in a nasty way. Um, and more than that, he was a, an American hero. I mean, he was a he was a, a vet who bore the the uh, wounds of that war in his body till his last days. Um, and and you know you saw it often. I mean, you know that that, that right hand. I think it was his right hand. Um, you know, was sort of clenched, and he really didn't have full usage of that that hand um, and that arm. But uh, an amazing man, a kind man. Uh, but that type of leadership, I, I'm sorry to say, has been lost, and we should rekindle it and rediscover it and um, take the high road. Uh, Bob Dole, you know, I was thinking of this the other day. Hillary Clinton just did a master class. I did this earlier in the week on the Ingram angle. Um, Hillary Clinton just did a master class where she read her acceptance speech for the presidency in 2016. <laughs> this woman cannot let go of this loss. Whereas Bob Dole, after he lost the White House, uh, I remember interviewing him and, and others have asked him, well, do you ever think of the loss and what might have been? And he used to say, well, no, I don't think about that. No, not at all. Yeah. You move on. You got to look at the future. Future is what you have, not the past. Yeah, it's like Stacey Abrams. Thought, she know, still thinks she won, too. <laughs> yeah, they, this is what I mean. They're living in fantasy land. These are people living in fantasy land. Um, and we can't live in fantasy land. And I feel the same way about this whole war on Christmas thing. There are bad actors. Uh, there always be people who hate this, you know, notion, this faith, the idea of a child come as God. Uh, that has been an aberrant idea to some from the very inception. Uh, but the way to combat that is not by adapting those tactics. And well, Bob Dole never did. He was such a gentleman, always, till his last days. Well, I know there's a supply chain crisis, but one thing folks will be able to forget for Christmas, you brought it up earlier is your best-selling Christmas book, The Spider Who Saved Christmas. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I know it's available at uh, sophiainstitute.com, but can you tell us a little bit about it for my listeners that might be interested? Oh, yeah. No, it's a, you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble. In fact, I'm, I'm touring the country, finishing up the book tour between now and Christmas, and uh, hundreds and hundreds have come out. It's been amazing. And here's what I love, John. This is an ancient tale, and for anybody who's ever decorated their tree or seen a tree with tinsel in it. I thought tinsel was there to replicate icicles on the tree branches. It turns out I was wrong. Uh, About in the third or fourth century in Eastern Europe, there was a legend that Mary, Joseph, and Jesus are fleeing from Herod's soldiers. They're on the run to Egypt, and they hide in a cave in the Judean wilderness. And while in that cave, they cross paths with this spider. And though they are feared of her at first, she ends up doing them a great service that only she can. And I decided to turn this story, and it is a, it's an actual legend that's been around a long time, but this is where the, the tradition of tinsel on a tree originated. It's an homage to this story and the web that this spider uh, wove for the Christ child. And I won't ruin the story for you, but so many families have told me they've made it part of their Christmas tradition and I get why. I understand why it's, it's touched so many hearts. Because at the heart of the story is, no matter how small your gift is, no matter how marginalized or um, abandoned you might feel, there is a gift that you've been given alone that you need to share. And that gift, if exercised properly, might change not only your life, but those all around you, and maybe history. And that's what happens to this little insignificant spider. In fact, uh, you know, when Joseph goes into the cave, he takes a swing at her with his staff, you know, trying to kill her, because who wants a big spider hanging around with your wife and kid in the room? Um, but, but, and Mary stops his hand and says, no, let her be. All are here for a reason. Uh, 
And that that really is the through line of the story. And I think the through line of this season of Christmas. Well, Raymond, thank you again for joining us this evening. Again, the book is called The Spider Who Saved Christmas. It's available on Amazon. And if folks want to connect with you, obviously, they can see you on the Ingram Angle. They can follow you on Facebook. Uh, I follow you on Twitter at Raymond Arroyo on Twitter. They can find you on the web yep. at RaymondArroyo.com as well, correct? You you are right, John. Boy, you're good. I didn't have to do any of that. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's Somebody my job. Called up and finally figured it all out. You're great. Thank That's why you. they pay me the big bucks. Thank you again for joining us, brother. Carry on the fight, my friend. Merry Christmas. Thank you, John. And Merry Christmas to all your listeners. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, Representative Patrick Penn will update us on the Sedgwick County Redistricting Committee's recommended redistricting map. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Christmas is coming early at Crosswinds Casino. Stuff your stocking with your share of $12,000. One hot seat winner will be drawn every hour from noon to 10 p.m. Mondays through Wednesdays until December 22nd. Crosswinds Casino. So close. So fun. So much more. I-135 North, exit 16. I heard the COVID-19 vaccine. Do we really has- know about the long-term Did you term read that thing on the internet about There's a lot of talk about COVID-19 vaccines. Talk to your doctor or health care provider to make the decision that's right for you. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for more. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's the holiday season, and Taco Bell is giving away free Christmas cash. Do you want to win? Listen daily for the Taco Bell weekly location and join us for your chance to win. One lucky drive through vehicle chosen randomly will win $98 in Christmas cash. Are you the lucky one? Drive through and see if you win. Just Taco Bell's way of saying thank you and happy holidays. No purchase necessary. See store for details. Get down with down-home fun, great benefits, and competitive pay. Native Lights Casino is hiring now. From the casino floor to behind the scenes, our team is looking for new and friendly faces to join the crew. If you love helping people and the excitement of Native Lights Casino, now's the time to find your fit in the Takawa Enterprises team. Apply today at TakawaCasino.com slash careers. Must be 18 years of age to apply. PatriotSoftware.com Accounting and payroll Keep your time and money Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer. So it's very easy to use from the login and the setup was extremely easy. I didn't have to call anyone for help. I was able to do it on my own and I love the fact that I can run my payroll and print my pay stubs and then you guys do all of the filing for me. So I get a quarterly report that everything's been filed on my behalf. And then at the end of the year, I can print out my W-2s. So I use you guys. I tell everybody, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Why anybody doesn't use y'all, I don't know. Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the 5 and 10 Glistening once again with candy canes Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Little Harry Connick Jr. Gotta love Harry Connick Jr. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. So Sedgwick County's redistricting committee has settled on the proposed county commission district map. It will recommend to the commission, uh, they recommend that they adopt, it's a 10-year map, During a short meeting Wednesday, the redistricting committee selected Plan 6, which is a redrawn map that basically makes very minimal changes to the existing five county commission districts. 
Joining us now to give us some information on the map itself is State Representative Patrick Penn, who chaired the redistricting committee. Patrick, thank you for joining us. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Merry Christmas, John. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, no, it's it's been a while since we we've had you on. You, you you're too busy. You're you're like a, a celebrity up there, so it's hard to get. You know, I, it's easier <laughs> for me to get Mark Levin on the show than it is to get you, you on the show. Me? But, uh, so tell me, so you're the committee unanimously, which is rare considering you have wackadoodles like Casey Yingling on that thing, but. You guys unanimously recommended uh, essentially that you didn't make any major changes to the current commission maps, right? That's that's about correct, John. Uh, we met for three meetings. Uh, once I got the call, very honored uh, to, to receive the call to help serve the community in this way. And we had uh, the committee was made up of, as you know, partisan members. Oh, members. yeah. I, I saw it was like all Whipple's campaign team on there. So <laughs> I, I don't know how you were able to put up with them. Hey, Christmas came early. That's all I can say. <laughs> Christmas miracles, man. Well, you've learned this politician thing real well, haven't you? You really well, <laughs> work on that politician thing. Hey, John, I sit at your feet, baby. <laughs> but no, it's a good map. It I, is. It is. It's, it's a blessing because we, you know, the as you know, we started out with 11 maps. And out of these 11 on the, the second meeting that we had, there were some motions put forward to get rid of a lot of the maps. Now, that broke my heart because some of them were my personal favorites. Yeah, there were a couple that were actually they were good, pretty right? good. Yeah. yeah, And the staff did an amazing job teeing them up. Uh, but what we came up with at the third meeting that we had here uh, just this past week is the map number six. And we got a unanimous decision and a vote on that uh, from our Democrat members, from our Republican members, even from our independent member. Uh, so we're yeah. very, very yeah. happy about that. Yeah, okay, don't get me started on your quote-unquote independent member. See, look at that twinkle in his eyes is right this, there. Is this a guy that used to be a Republican or a Democrat or now he's a Republican? or Yeah, is that the quote-unquote independent? Much like the League of Women's Voter is nonpartisan. Now, I'm glad that you brought that up because there was a whole lot of conversation about having the League of Women Voters insert something in there. Oh, but, I mean, yeah. just go down to the website. They did insert stuff. Those were the Democrat maps. <laughs> you don't hey, have to you hey. don't have to comment. I ain't got to comment on that. No, you don't have to comment. But you know what though, John, I tell you what, at the end of the day, uh, we were able that was one of my uh, things that I wanted to make sure that we didn't have that particular type of influence uh from that organization, right? Uh but I wanted to open it up so that we had as much input from the public as possible. So we allowed uh public input to be put and 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 put on the website for the county commission so the the uh we had tons and tons about 60 I think uh, it was of public comment. Um, and then we also had the opportunity to have in the cab chairs. We invited them in. We wanted as many voices as possible so that people would understand that we were trying to be responsive to them. But at the end of the day, um, you know, some people lost out on some great things that they wanted. But for bipartisanship, for the good of the community, we selected map number six. And uh, I think this Wednesday the commission actually votes on it. Finally. Yep. And I've talked to a couple of the commissioners. I think it's going to be pretty cut dry pretty quick i don't think they're going to make any changes which with a unanimous recommendation it'd be hard for them to make changes while i've got you here uh, let me ask you about something else um you recently testified before the kansas legislature's special education committee and uh, you know this i know the reason i'm asking you about it is it's because you testified on critical race theory and i know this is an issue that uh Probably uh, my guess is it puts you pits you a little bit somewhat on uh, on the opposite side would be my guess on some within your own community to an extent mm-hmm. because your testimony was uh, well frankly you emphasized that contrary to continued denials critical race theory is in fact being taught in Kansas schools and that it is dangerous. We know what it is. I mean, I, I've seen the source materials. We know what the lie about it is. And from what I gather, they were, some were not very happy to have you pointing that out in formal written testimony and verbal testimony, were they? Well, not happy is a very delicate way of putting that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen in, in uh, social media and press uh, some things that have been said about me, but you know what? We're at war. Weird war, and uh, I don't have a problem with this battle, with this fight. There are people out there who are against the soul of our nation, what it means to be a Kansan. We just held a memorial yesterday for Senator Bob Dole, one of the greatest Kansans to ever live. And if we could all have a, 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 a morsel of the courage that he had 
to face head on the things that threaten us, whether it be like he faced the Nazis in World War II or whether it be the, the, the simple way that he made things happen on Capitol Hill, even in the State House, uh, as I recall. If we could do that type of good work for the betterment of all people, you would see why we need to push back so hard against critical race theory. Well, and the problem that we see, and I mentioned this in the monologue, is the folks on the other side, the folks like, for example, who support CRT, uh-huh. are disingenuous about it. I know you pointed out, uh, for example, USD 259, the, you know, they they have said repeatedly that we do not teach critical race theory in Wichita public schools. And yet their own website there's there well there isn't any more because they took it down but their own website listed tons of source material on critical race theory the 1619 project black lives matter movement i've referenced it multiple times on this show you pointed out in your testimony that you had printouts of pages from the wichita public schools district's website from their equity diversity and accountability page um and yet they seemed to get mad about it, and then they didn't like the fact that you pointed out that they had deleted those pages, right? Absolutely, John. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because uh, I know what you're seeing, and it was supposed to be admitted into testimony, scanned in for all to see. But right here, I have an entire stack of those things they printed out. You remember back in November we had an election on that Tuesday? Yes, yeah, and <laughs> four of the five candidates, Yeah, trust me. I remember that election. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And I, I, I pulled hard for so many great candidates, and I'm so glad that so many of them won. But I was blessed by one of them uh, uh, who, who let me know, hey, Pat, uh, there's some people who need to talk to you. And uh, I spoke with a couple of these individuals, and they put out stuff. And I'm trying to tell you right here, even though they say that they, they don't teach this, they don't teach it in diversity, equity, and accountability, where the director makes over six figures to teach this filth to our children. Uh, I have the printouts of it. And the day after the doggone election, vaporized. Yeah, amazing how that works. Well, check this right here out. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that right there because here's one thing that I didn't bring up up there in Topeka. Here's one of the things that they have here on the web, uh, that they had on the website. Personal expression guidelines. This is the teaching of diversity and equity and inclusion or accountability to your teachers so that they teach your kids. This one's entitled First Amendment Rights for Students and Employees. This is what they say to teachers. Have you ever wondered what you can and cannot have on your shirt or hat while at work that might be deemed as offensive to others? Have you ever wondered what you do have to stand? Uh, why do you have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or the National Anthem? Would you like to know if you or your students are able to protest while at work or how far you can push your political ideology while at work or school? What can you do online without being corrected by your employer? This training uh, uh, gives USD 259 guidelines to help you understand what your rights are in alignment to the First Amendment and the Kansas Board of Education policies. That has as a targeted audience all WPS, Wichita Public School employees and students, with a training slideshow and training handouts right here in my hand. And the slideshow, as I recall, and I've looked at some of this stuff too, it, it, it all but encourages the teaching of liberal philosophies, anti-gun propaganda, pro-choice propaganda, LGBT, I mean, radical LGBT transgender. It's all the left. Right. It's all that stuff. There's nothing in there about, you know, God and country and traditional values, family, church, that kind of stuff. It's it's all the, the radical left stuff. Um, one thing, and I know we've got to let you go here. We're on our, our kind of our bottom of the hour break. But yeah. during your testimony, you gave them a grocery store analogy on critical race theory. Can you share that with us? Because I think folks appreciate examples of how CRT is creeping into the dogma of our school. Too easy. Bottom line up front, John, uh, CRT, critical race theory, is social Marxism. And it is based off of the concept of race. Now, the problem is, is that when they look at everything through what they call race, race consciousness, everything is seen through that lens. If I, as a black man, walk into a grocery store and you as a white man own that grocery store, you have one of two options on how to interact with me. Either you choose to follow me around the store and pay attention to me because you're racist and you think that I'm <laughs> going to steal from you. Right. Yeah, of course. Yes. There it is. Right. Uh, it, it can't be that you want to help me, but you follow me around because you're racist and you want to keep an eye on me. Or if two white folks walked in and I walked in, you ignore me 
because you're racist. Because I'm ra- exactly yeah. because you're racist and you want to ignore me as a human being. The problem that I have with it is, is that ra- uh, critical race theory and the proponents and the purveyors and the promoters of it, even inside of our school system and all throughout Kansas society, wherever you see this stuff happening in industry or whatever the case might be. They are so racist that Dr. Martin Luther King would be excommunicated from their church. This is a false religion with a false God, and it has no place. Yeah, and if I give you good, prompt customer service, it's only because I'm a racist and I want you out of my store quickly. Oh, that is ph- that is phenomenal. You're exactly yeah. right. And 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 you know what? It kind of it kind of goes. It cuts this way as well. It's it's, ra- it's reverse racism. It's racism in reverse. It says that because I'm black. I can't think well enough. Therefore, you as a white person have to diminish yourself in order to get down on my level so I can understand. It says that my sons, because they are black, cannot do well in life. It says that your sons and grandsons, because they are white, are automatically oppressors. We believe, as Christians, first of all, that our God is no respecter of persons. Okay? We also believe that you judge people not based on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. Right. I have my agency as a black person, okay? I, I, I have my merit. You have yours. Let us be people. Yeah, see, I mean, like, Let I, don't, us be I don't care about your race. Right there now, you are. Right now, I don't like you because you're wearing a Chiefs hat, and I'm, Chiefs? Wearing, and I'm wearing a Broncos hat. I but other than you. that, I could care less. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, this is where we've gotten to a point in our society where it's all about identity politics. Hey, lunchtime was great today. Did you and see that? that? <laughs> I, I saw 40 points or whatever. Patrick, thank you again for joining us. If folks want to follow you on Facebook or find you, it's Patrick Penn KS that is correct. on Facebook, right? That is, is that the best? way for them to get in touch that is the best way or email me at pat at patrickpin.com just go visit the website and take a look at it and and john if i may uh we're going to need some fuel for this fight this is something that is uh, a, a very very massive battle that is swelling we have only gone the opening salvos but uh help me out help me out patrickpin.com absolutely thank you brother carry on the fight my friend Bless you. we're gonna Merry pay Christmas. a few bills when we return state senator karen tyson will be with us You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Odyssey is the new audio app where you can listen to KNSS and other great audio. Download it now. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Tackle Top Jobs with Bosch Power Tools and Accessories from Menards. From the workshop to the job site, Bosch packs the performance you need to get the job done right. Choose from our great selection of more than 500 Bosch tools, bits, blades, and accessories in stock. Right now, pick up a 12-volt drill and impact driver combo kit for only $99. Sale price is good through December 24th. Plus, give the perfect gift with the Menards gift card. I'm attorney Tyler Patterson. A car wreck never happens at a convenient time. If you're hurt in a wreck over the weekend, don't wait for Monday to get the help you need now. Seek medical help right away and then call us. I'm attorney Gary Patterson. At Patterson Legal Group, we're your 24-7 injury attorneys. We are available anytime to get you the help you need, so don't wait for Monday. Call Patterson Legal Group right away, and we'll get working on your case immediately. Patterson Legal is the way to go. Call 5 Odyssey is looking for an experienced digital and radio account executive to join our team. Odyssey seeks an experienced, self-motivated sales professional to develop and sell advertising and marketing campaigns to new and existing clients with an emphasis on new business development and digital sales. The account executive will use a wide variety of Odyssey's products in their portfolio to solicit businesses for advertising in their on-air, non-traditional, and digital platforms. If you are interested in a career in radio, submit your resume to odysseyinc.com careers. We are an equal opportunity and affirmative action employer. It's the holiday season, and Taco Bell is giving away free Christmas cash. Do you want to win? Listen daily for the Taco Bell weekly location and join us for your chance to win. One lucky drive through vehicle chosen randomly will win $98 in Christmas cash. Are you the lucky one? Drive through and see if you win. Just Taco Bell's way of saying thank you and happy holidays. No purchase necessary. See store for details. Wishing you a Merry Christmas from your friends at His Helping Hands and Advertising Images Digital Outdoor. Weather brought to you by Rusty Eck Ford. 
looking good for the overnight hours. High pressure is in place. Might still be a little bit breezy. Wind up to 25 miles per hour. Our low around 32. For Monday, we're expecting sunshine warming up to about 65 and windy. Another gusty day on Tuesday. Sunshine, though, and 70. This is KNSS meteorologist Steve Hamilton. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ding, tingling, too. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. So Laura Kelly must be running for re-election because all of a sudden she cares about cutting taxes. Amazing, Amazing how that happens. She announced last month that she will introduce a bill next session to eliminate the state's sales tax on food in Kansas. Joining us now to discuss this is Karen Tyson. She chairs the Senate Tax Committee. Karen, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Well, thank you, John. It's great to be back on. So, Karen, uh, big shock. Laura Kelly all of a sudden wants to cut taxes. Do, Do you buy it? Well, I think it's a little convenient, hypocritical. Well, <laughs> and should I say hypocritical, since she vetoed two bills that had um, lowering sales tax in 2019, the same year, two bills she vetoed with that language in it. So, you know, yeah, it seems a little convenient. Good point. Yeah, I thought that was the key. You know, I, I've pointed that out to a couple of folks that, that she – now, all of a sudden, she wants to cut that sales tax on food she had the chance two years ago, but it wasn't, I guess, convenient for her then. Now that she's running for re-election and she's got a very, very difficult road ahead, all of a sudden, ah, we need to cut the sales tax on food. And, you know, Kansas is one of seven states in the nation that fully taxes groceries. Kansas's food sales tax rate is was 6.5%, I think the second highest in the country, Karen, I mean, I know you remember I ran an attempt to cut the sales tax on food 12 times my last year in office. Do you think maybe, I mean, I don't want to see Laura Kelly get the win, but do you think maybe next year we might see some relief in that regard? Maybe, hopefully. Yeah, and that's interesting you brought it up because in 2012, I was a freshman in the House and Janet Goodman proposed the idea. And so we worked diligently and got it passed passed the House, and the Senate killed it. And it was completely removing sales tax on food. So we fast forward, and like you said, there's been several attempts, both chambers were never able to get it. This year, we've got a majority of legislators asking for it and the governor, but she wants it for politics. We want it because it's good policy. Well, she also wants a quote-unquote standalone bill, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think she'll get that. It My guess work is that way right. With that. Exactly. Yeah. My guess is she's going to get it in a package, and that'll be the question for her: is when? Well, well, you know, we want some other things, maybe some other tax cuts. Um, I, I mean, and this kind of leads me into my next topic, which is revenue forecasts. Last month, revenue forecast projected a two point eight billion dollar surplus to the state general fund. Total revenue in the current fiscal year, which ends July 1st, is now expected to be $10.96 billion. Current government spending levels would leave an ending balance that's just shy of $3 billion. So you've got basically $3 billion in extra money lying around. For many of us, that's way too much money to leave, no offense, to leave in the hands of legislators. Is there any way that we can ensure the legislature gives some of that money back to the taxpayers rather than spending it. Cause that, I hate the idea of letting you guys have that kind of money and hoping you don't spend it. Absolutely. We can John. And I'll tell you what this year and last year, the governor kept calling me reckless and other legislators yeah. reckless because we wanted to cut taxes. 
we did get a tax cut this year, an income tax cut and other cuts. And she came out just pounding us, saying how reckless we were. Right. But we weren't. I studied the data. I studied the numbers. We were not reckless. In fact, we could have cut more, and we should have. And hopefully we have that appetite and attitude in 2022 session. I'm looking forward to it. We've got some great ideas for taxpayers in Kansas. One of them is a constitutional amendment so that we protect taxpayers. Well, I think a, a taxpayer bill of rights, something like, I know Blake Carpenter in the bill, House yeah. has, has looked at that, and uh, something where you can guarantee It's not a bill something. of rights, but yeah, it, it's not a bill of rights, but it um, that terminology is used, but it's taxpayer protection so that there are breaks in case revenues like they are going up. That way, you and I both know the problem is that money isn't really going to occur in Kansas. We're not really going to see that those billions of dollars. What's going to happen is they do those est- they estimate the budget to those numbers. Exactly. So they're going to increase spending to whether match that the money budget. comes in or yep, not. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that's and the problem. So that's the problem. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And exactly. you and I but yes, that is how it works. And that's why we have to control spending, especially when you've had a bunch of COVID money in. The last thing we need to do is let the agencies have more money right now, taxpayer money. They just it doesn't need to happen. Karen, I I know we're kind of coming up on it a little bit. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you just received a a major uh, national award. I didn't have a chance. I saw that it came out in an email that I received recently but it was like a recognition from one of the national organizations, correct? Yes, it was uh, quite the honor, the Thomas Jefferson Legislator of the Year Award. In fact, I was reminded just the other night with another legislator that Ronald Reagan had received um, a Thomas Jefferson Award, too. So it's it's. It's a prestigious award. I'm very humbled by it. Well, very cool. Congratulations. I know you're one of the, it seems like a, a too many, frankly, candidates running for state treasurer. How's the campaign going? Oh, it's going extremely well. We're getting such positive feedback. People love the idea. They've seen my work. They know that I'm fighting for transparency in government, for smaller, smarter, more efficient government, and not just talking the talk. I've actually got the methodology and the ways to implement it to get it done for the Kansas taxpayer. Well, Karen, so, I know uh, yeah. you know you've you've been an advocate for Kansas taxpayers before. I I hope that next session you can help lead that push to cut taxes to, you know, curb the spending because that's been the biggest problem. Uh none of us really trust government to to spend to, to curtail their own spending. And so I hope we can continue to rely on you for that. If folks are interested, if they want to get some more information or donate, they can find you at teamtyson.org, correct? Yes, that's our website. And we're also active on Facebook. And I'll tell you one of the things that we could do with the money next year, John, is to we need to fix the CAPERS program. We yeah. need to model it after the federal TSP, the federal thrift savings plan self-directed, and let uh, Kansas state employees have the option to convert to that program. That program has made more millionaires than any other retirement system. They wouldn't have to worry about whether the state's going to fund CAPERS or not because it would be their money and their account. No, it'd be a great way to – good sense. It'd be a great way to reduce the liability on the taxpayers as well. I I think that's a great idea – Karen, thank you uh, again for joining us tonight. If I don't get the chance to talk to you before, then have a Merry Christmas. You too, John. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks, Karen. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. We'll be back right after this. We used to drive more than three hours for Joshua's doctor visits. Oklahoma. And we'd play the license plate game on the way. Kansas. Now we see leading pediatric specialists at Children's Mercy Wichita. Kansas. And we see a lot less of the highway. Kansas. Another Kansas. 
another Kansas. Find nationally ranked pediatrics and specialty clinics today at childrensmercy.org slash Wichita. Wealth is about more than making money. It's about making the most of life's possibilities. At Edelman Financial Engines, we believe that's key to taking your wealth potential to the next level. That's why we model over 38,000 investments across 17 asset classes monthly so your strategy is current and focused on the goals ahead. That's why we don't use cookie-cutter strategies, but a comprehensive, tax-smart, cost-effective, and personalized approach to wealth planning. That's why our advice is powered by a sophisticated investment management approach that's been awarded 12 U.S. patents. And that's why our experts help coordinate every facet of your financial life. Wealth planning, investment management, estate planning, insurance, and more. For more ways to take your wealth potential to a new level, call Edelman Financial Engines and schedule a free, no-obligation meeting with an advisor today. Reach us at 833-PLAN-EFE or visit planefe.com. That's planefe.com. It's time to get locked in before you get locked out. Only at Rusty at Ford. With interest rates set to rise and inflation driving up prices, getting into a new vehicle can be challenging. Don't let this happen to you. At Rusty at Ford, lock in your rate and lock in your price on any new Ford or pre-owned vehicle before it's too late. And that rate can be as low as 0% on select new Fords for up to 60 months. That's right. Lock in 0%. Time is running out. So beat the clock before the new year on higher interest rates and inflated prices. Get locked in now at Rusty at Ford. If you don't come see us today, we can't save you any money. RustyAcFord.com. Offers valid on select in-stock vehicles with approved credit plus tax and fees. Not all qualified. Limited term credits include Ford Motor Credits. 0% APR for 60 months is $16.67 per month for 1,000 finance. All Ford rebates to the dealer. Offers cannot be combined and expire months end. Travel to the moon and back right here in Wichita. Hi, I'm Nate Jones from Exploration Place. Blast off with the new film Apollo 11 First Steps Edition. Take one giant leap through rare, captivating footage of the liftoff, landing, and return home of this historic moon mission. Apollo 11 First Steps Edition is now playing in the Digital Dome Theater. Find out more at exploration.org and we're glad Odyssey serves. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. But baby, it's cold outside. But baby, it's cold outside. Been hoping it. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS. I love this version. Dean Martin. By the way, celebrate the season of joy on December 16th at 6 o'clock with the Republican Women United of Sedgwick County. We've shared information on that event on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. You can find it there. So following the news that a number of radio stations have been dropping Baby It's Cold Outside from their holiday playlists, you know, because that's not politically correct anymore, Dave. Correct, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's can't what, play that song. Can't, can't play that song, which we just did. I can't believe we did. I know. Well, it's because I'm not politically correct. We, however, <laughs> have found you an updated, socially acceptable 2021 version of Baby It's Cold Outside. Have a listen. I really can't stay. I respect your decision to leave. I've got to go away. I fully understand. This evening has been a consensual date between two adults. Very nice. I've called a cab not once but twice. My mother will start to worry. Well, you should probably scurry. My father will be pacing. Seriously, there's the door. Did we not already cover this part of it? But maybe just a half a drink. No, there's, if you want to go, please go. The neighbors might think. They're, they're not going to think anything. Like the, Say I, what's in this drink. Nothing. I haven't even poured anything yet. I wish I knew how. How, how to what? To break this spell. You're not under a spell. <laughs> please go if you don't want to be here. Like, I, I, I've got things to do. I ought to say. Yes, you did, and I respect that fully. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. Again, acknowledged. 
I really can't as, as you've mentioned, maybe you should just go outside. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't... I don't know if you heard me. Like, I just... Uh, man, I just... I knew I should have swiped left. I, I knew I should have swiped left. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So that is the new socially acceptable... Baby, it's cold outside. Thanks to the folks at Classic 98.1 Rock for that one. But seriously, the woke army is targeting Christmas, folks. Apparently, Frank Capra's Classic It's a Wonderful Life is being targeted by viewers who accuse Jimmy Stewart's character of exhibiting misogynistic behavior. What? Yeah, apparently George Bailey is an emotionally abusive and manipulative misogynist wrote one naysayer, uh, appearing to reference a scene where George yells at his wife. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, apparently others are calling out the lack of diversity in the film. All right. Okay. Uh, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. You've seen that one. That's a classic. What's wrong with that? uh, Back box office smash from 1994. It grossed over $200 Tim Allen, for those of you who don't know, plays a toy salesman who assumes the duties of Santa Claus and begins to magically pile on pounds and grow a beard in order to resemble Santa. Fun movie. Right. Yeah, not so fast. What? Apparently, the sudden weight gain has prompted some to call the movie fatphobic and filled with fat shaming. (laughs) Yes? So so the Santa Claus is out because it's fatphobic and has fat shaming. And oh no! Yes. So if they have their way, it's it'll be a woke Christmas, folks. Oh, That's, John, say yeah. it isn't so. so. Apparently, apparently, you can't watch "It's a Wonderful Life" or "The Santa Claus," and you can't sing "Baby It's Cold Outside" anymore. Well, what's left? Um, Charlie Brown Christmas okay still to watch? I don't know. Rudolph apparently isn't because. He's got a red nose, and I guess that's not fair to people who are red. I don't know. I, oh, you no. know it, I don't understand these people. I don't try or pretend to understand these people. They don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, but, you know, it's just it just shows how ludicrous the whole thing is. Bah humbug, John. Yes, bah, bah humbug. humbug. Thank you again for listening, folks. We'll be back next Sunday. In the meantime, have a Merry Christmas. Carry on the fight, my friends.